If you listen and you finally made it Now the greatest movie you ever seen is about to play Right before your eyes Last days In times Don't let Babylon break you Don't let them break your soul In time, in time Stay woke, it's going down Wake up the tribes. How? What you cooking? Last days. What's up, beloved? Welcome back to another episode. In TPR 249, we spoke about spiritual warfare. And after doing that episode, it was really brought to my attention how deep the concept of spiritual warfare really goes and how many different levels and layers and different types of spiritual warfare there really is. So this episode is going to be a part two, and most high willing just moving forward. We're pretty much going to keep this thread of episodes speaking about spiritual warfare going for as long as the most high wills and allows. So this can pretty much be an ongoing topic of just discussing the different types of of spiritual warfare, the different levels of spiritual warfare. So this is part two. The first uh, part was TPR 249, speaking about spiritual warfare. And like I said, most high willing, this can just be an open, open-ended conversation for however many different episodes we may discuss these types of topics, speaking about spiritual warfare. And so I just mentioned the first part, which was TPR 249, speaking about spiritual warfare. I also want to reference a few other episodes on this podcast series, TPR. In episode 210, Dreams Revisited and More, and the episode right after that, 211, Wicked World. We're going to get back to Wicked World in this episode, but as far as 210, Dreams Revisited and More, I'm bringing this up now because that applies to spiritual warfare because I was readdressing, revisiting the concept of dreams and just different rebuking different types of dreams and really kind of all of our dreams. So as far as that's another level of spiritual warfare, this is what I mean is there's so many different layers and different things come to mind when you think about spiritual warfare, right? Some people might think of sleep paralysis or nightmares or things going on while we're asleep. That's why I'm going to reference TPR 210, Dreams Revisited, and more. There's some information that applies to spiritual warfare in that episode, as well as some other important information, especially at the end of that episode, TPR 210. And I'll also reference TPR 176, Mental Illness. And in that episode, I was speaking about mental illnesses, the spiritual aspects of mental illnesses, and how that applies to demonic activity, darkness, aka spiritual warfare. So, this is what I mean is the concept of spiritual warfare is so broad. And we've, you know, spoken about it a good amount. On this podcast series, TPR, that's why I'm referencing those older episodes. And like I said, a lot of different things come to mind when we hear spiritual warfare. That's why this can be an open-ended topic. So as far as mental illnesses, that's TPR 176. As far as the dreams and sleep points, as far as spiritual warfare, TPR 210, dreams revisited, and more. And obviously, TPR 249 was the first part of these spiritual warfare type episodes. And we also reference TPR 211 Wicked World, which we'll get back to later on in this episode, Most High Willing. And so in TPR 249, we spoke about 
how to rebuke in the spiritual warfare the scriptures that say that tell us in the spiritual warfare to say yahuwah rebuke you that is the phrase to utter in the spiritual warfare to rebuke say yahuwah rebuke you and do it in yahusha hamashiach's name we cover that in tpr 249 and a lot of what we were speaking about in 249 had to do with rebuking and being on defense and just understanding the defensive rebuking part of spiritual warfare but now i kind of want to take this episode on the offensive right how can we go on the offensive when it comes to spiritual warfare how can we wield the sword so to speak and go on the offense of attacking demons and darkness rather than just rebuking and playing defense which we covered in 249 right so let's take it there now so we know that the scriptures and the word of the most high is the truth right the scriptures are the truth and what does Satan speak in? Satan speaks in lies, right? John chapter 8, starting at 42. Yahushua said unto them, If Elohim were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from Elohim. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Right, so Satan is the father of lies, and he speaks in lies, right? So what is the opposite of lies? Truth. The scriptures are the truth. The word is the truth, right? So in 249, we spoke about kind of what can happen if we open up doors of darkness, right? Whether we sin, whether we live in darkness, whether we indulge in darkness, whether we poke holes in our spiritual hedge of protection, all the things we spoke about in 249. When you do those things, it allows the enemy, Satan, demons, dark side, access to you when those things happen. And Satan speaks in lies, right? So a lot of times when we open up doors to darkness, we can have these thoughts or doubts or fears, right? Satan works on fear. The most high is on faith, right? So fear, doubts, and these wicked thoughts or doubting thoughts can start to creep in if we allow these thoughts to enter and allow Satan into our lives, whether we invite him in through indulging in darkness or just by sinning, whatever we may do when Satan gets close to us, he's inserting these thoughts or these doubts into our mind. And it's the opposite of truth. It's based on lies, right? So how can we combat this? Is by wielding the sword, wielding the word of the Most High, which we're going to get to in Ephesians. We're going to break down Most High willing the spiritual aspects, each uh, part and level of the armor of the Most High. It's very spiritual, like we've been speaking about lately, and the the sword of the Spirit, right? The word. And think about the word play. Sword. S-W-O-R-D. Drop the S. The sword is the word. Sword. S-W-O-R-D. Cut off the S. It's the word right? We're going to get there. So the word of the most high, the scriptures tell us how we can obtain salvation through belief in Yahushua HaMashiach. The scriptures tell us how patient, long-suffering, and merciful the most high is, that he loves us, that he will care for us, that he will guard us, that he will protect us, all things like that. That's what the scripture, what the truth, what the word tells us, right? 
But when Satan creeps into our lives, he can make us start to doubt those things or doubt ourselves or doubt our walk with the Most High. And especially if we just recently sinned, that's when Satan can creep in and say, you're not worthy of this. You're not worthy of salvation. You're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of protection from the Most High. Satan will creep in with those lies. And the only way to combat that is to get into the word, pick up the sword and destroy those thoughts and read the words where it says, wow, the most high loves me. He'll protect me. He'll guard me. You are worthy of salvation, right? All we have to do is humble ourselves and fear the most high and believe on Yahushua HaMashiach, glory to his father, Yahuwah. And that's how we can combat the lies from Satan. Satan speaks in lies and the word of the most high, the scriptures are the truth. So when those thoughts creep in, you pick up the word, you get in the scriptures, and that's how you're cutting through the lies of Satan. And then if we go to 2 Corinthians, chapter 10 starting at line 3 for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through Elohim to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Elohim and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Mashiach, right? So though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through Elohim to the pulling down of strongholds, right? Spiritual, everything we've been speaking about lately. We don't war in the flesh, right? Spiritual, And then line five, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Elohim and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Mashiach, right? Bringing into captivity every thought, right? So Satan will insert those thoughts, those doubts, those fears. And when we take these thoughts captive, that's how we're picking up the scriptures, picking up the sword and taking those thoughts captive. And why does Satan use our own thoughts at times? Because it's very familiar to us, right? It's hard to distinguish, is this thought coming from Satan or are these true thoughts that I'm having? That's why Satan will do that, right? Another scripture is that the heart is deceitful above all things, right? Jeremiah 17, line 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Line 10, I, Yahuwah, search the heart. I try the mind, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Everything we've been speaking about. TPR 251 has become, I think, my most important episode. More important than 250. 251 is a spiritual sacrifice. Is talking about fruit, spiritual offerings of the Most High, spiritual sacrifices, that fruit that we're putting forth. And look at this. I, Yahuwah, search the heart. I try the mind, spiritual even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Spiritual and line nine, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it, right? So what does this world tell us? The world says, follow your heart, follow your heart, do what makes you happy, all those things, follow your heart, but the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it, right? That's why we can't follow our heart. We follow Messiah, Yahushua HaMashiach. And that's why in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, we're taking every thought captive because Satan will use our thoughts, right? Our hearts are wicked. And when we hear our own thoughts or we're hearing our heart's desires, it's very familiar to us. That's why Satan will use that stuff because it makes it harder to distinguish. So that's another layer of the spiritual warfare. And the way to combat that is to get into the scriptures and wield the sword, which we're about to get to, and seek the Most High so that we can do Yah's will, Yah's desire, not our heart's desire, not our 
our evil thoughts or our wicked hearts, but do the will and desires of the Most High according to His plan and His purpose. And it all starts by taking every thought captive and getting into the Scriptures and letting the Scriptures and the Father and the Messiah lead us not our own thoughts, our own mind, our own hearts, and things like that. And then to break down each part of the armor of the Most High found in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at line 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in Yahuwah and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of Elohim, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Elohim, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the besora of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of Yeshua, and the sword of the Ruach, which is the word of Elohim, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Ruach, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all Kodeshem. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the Besorah, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Right, so everything we're speaking about in TPR 251, the spiritual sacrifices, it's all becoming spiritual. And the armor of the Most High, right, in in line 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right, not physical, not flesh, not carnal, not surface, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, spiritual wickedness, right? So when this goes through the armor of the Most High, it's not a physical helmet, a physical sword, a physical shield. It's the spiritual. So the entire armor of the Most High is spiritual. He's not saying go put on a, a baseball helmet to guard yourself and go put on shin pads to, to guard yourself and pick up a shield and sword. It's all spiritual, right? This is exactly what we're speaking about. And it, it seems very obvious and very simple, but like we covered in 251, there's another level that we have to take it to with the spiritual understanding. And it even says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? We're not in a war of flesh and blood where you have to go fist fight and put on a helmet and put on shin pads and, and all this physical armor. It's spiritual, right? And it even says against spiritual wickedness in high places, right? So let's go through the armor of the most high. Wherefore, take on you the whole armor of Elohim, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, right? As far as the spiritual sacrifices in 251, we covered that righteousness, spiritual fruits. Righteousness is a spiritual fruit, right? Having on the breastplate of righteousness. It's not a physical breastplate, but by your fruits, by your righteousness that you do in the spirit, glorifying Yahuwah the Father through his son Yahushua HaMashiach. When you live righteously and do those righteous acts, spiritual fruits to the Most High, that's putting on the breastplate, right? And having your loins girt about with truth. What is the truth? The scriptures, right? We're going to get more to that. And your feet shod with the preparation of the besura of peace, right? Your feet. 
What do we do with our feet? We walk. What are we walking in? We're walking in peace, right? That's why it says, and your feet shod with the preparation of the besorah, the gospel of peace, right? We're walking in peace. That's why it's our feet. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So our faith, right? What does Satan work on? Fear. What is the most high? Faith. And how can we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked? Is with faith. So what are the fiery darts of the wicked? fear, doubt, those thoughts, and how do we quench it? By faith, having faith that you are worthy of salvation, having faith in the Father that he will provide for you, having faith in Yahushua HaMashiach that his sacrifice was enough for you. That is that faith, and that's how we combat the fear that comes from the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of Yeshua and the sword of the Ruach, which is the word of Elohim. So the sword of the Ruach, which is the word of Elohim. And look at that word sword, S-W-O-R-D. Cut off the S, it's literally word. So talk about the wordplay, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's very interesting. And the sword of the Ruach, which is the word of Elohim. When we read the word, that is us wielding the sword, picking up the sword, right? Reading the scriptures. And before that, it says, and take the helmet of Yeshua. Why is salvation our helmet? Because who is our head? Yahushua HaMashiach. How do we obtain salvation? Through Yahushua HaMashiach. That's the only way to the Father. That's the only salvation is Yahushua HaMashiach. Yahushua's name means Yah is salvation or Yahushua HaMashiach means salvation in the Messiah, right? And take the helmet of Yeshua. Yahushua is our head. He's our lead. He's our head. So that's why the helmet of salvation, the helmet of Yeshua, putting that on your head because Yahushua is our head, right? So we're putting on Yahushua as our head. That's the helmet of salvation, the helmet of Yeshua. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Ruach, in the spirit, right? We're not warring after the flesh. We're not walking in the flesh. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Ruach, in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all Kodeshem. So that was the armor of the Most High, and it's all spiritual. Like I said, it's not a physical armor. It's spiritual. So TPR 251, the spiritual sacrifices... And each of those things that we just spoke about is the spiritual levels of the spiritual armor of the Most High, the armor of Yah. Hallelujah. Praise the Most High. Praise Yah. And even just to go back to the first line of the armor, stand there for having your loins girt about with truth, right? Girding up your loins in the truth, being confident, being strong in the truth of the Most High, in the scriptures, in the Son, Yahusha, and in the Father, Yahuwah. And the truth is our greatest weapon. Glory and praise to the Most High. And then another important scripture, 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeing whom he may devour. Now, something else we spoke about in TPR 249, which goes along with spiritual warfare, just with social media and Instagram and things like that. And I just want to elaborate some other thoughts. And we may get into more aspects of spiritual warfare in this episode. But first, also, like I said, Yah willing, this can be a continuing thread of episodes when it comes to spiritual warfare. So if you have specific ideas or thoughts about spiritual warfare or something you want me to address or speak about with regard to spiritual warfare, or like I said, we all think of different things when we hear spiritual warfare. Some people think about dreams and nightmares and sleep paralysis. Some people think about 
you know, the mental illnesses, like I spoke about, and just a lot of different aspects of it. So if you have something you want me to speak about with regard to spiritual warfare, definitely reach out and let me know. Just an update, the best way to reach out to me is by email pod.tpr at gmail.com. The second best way is on Instagram, Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. I barely use my Twitter anymore, but that's RyanMichael11. I hardly use that. I, I only I, I started that in 2020. I literally hardly ever use it anymore. And it's just for if like some of you are only on Twitter and not on any other social medias, but that's RyanMichael11, Instagram, WilsonRyan underscore underscore. And the best way to reach me is by email pod.tpr at gmail.com. So that's just an update of the best ways to reach me. And like I said, if you reach out with different, you could reach out with a topic for anything or with regard to spiritual warfare and most high willing if if I have words to say, if the Most High gives me words to say and something to elaborate and speak on with regard to spiritual warfare or anything else that you want me to speak about, let me know. And Most High willing, I'll do my best to speak about it if Yah gives me the words to, to be able to do so, but I'll do my best. So always feel free to let me know and to reach out. And honestly, this podcast, I'm really opening it up to you guys. I've been really connecting with a lot of a lot of you guys recently very recently and connecting on a deeper level and this podcast this this is a platform for all of us to use it's not just my platform it's all praise and glory to the most high but this platform is opened up for all of us and you guys take advantage of that if you have an idea or something that needs to get out there to more people and if you might not have the platform for it use this platform let me know and most high willing if i can i'll speak about it so this this platform is open like, let's open it up. Let's keep building. Let's keep connecting. That's why I'm so happy to be connecting with some of you guys on a deeper level. And let's use this this podcast platform to just get out the message, to get out the word. If you have ideas, if you have something, use this platform because most high willing, if I can, I'll speak about it for you guys and get the message out to the people that need to hear it. So definitely take advantage and feel free to this platform is as much you guys as it is mine because it's all praise and glory to the most high and so in tpr 249 we were speaking about social medias and just the pros and cons of being on social media and stuff and i just want to elaborate my thoughts a little bit further so it's really a game of checkers versus chess is the dark side the mainstream and i mentioned this in 249 they want us using these social media platforms if, if for those of you who don't know, I'm guessing a lot of you know, but these uh, social media platforms are literally coming from the government, from the dark side, from the mainstream. Mark Zuckerberg didn't just randomly make Facebook. It's pretty much from the CIA, the feds, the government, whatever it is. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Elon Musk doesn't really own Twitter. These are Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. They're literally just puppets because... They, the mainstream knows and the dark side knows that if they came out and said, here's these apps from the federal government here, why don't you use them and have fun? We would have been way more skeptical. But if they just say, oh, Mark Zuckerberg, an innocent college kid just made Facebook, we were much more likely to use these apps. And the proof of this is just look up, I think it was called LifeLog which was just like Facebook, a simulation run by the government, and LifeLog ended the same day that Facebook went live. So it's li- it literally is the same exact thing because that's what these platforms are. It's very easy to see that and very obvious that Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook, they're literally from the government, from the CIA, from the feds, whatever you want to call it, the dark side, the mainstream, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked, Satan, whatever you want to call it, they're literally coming from the government. And like I said, the reason they give us these stories of uh, Mark Zuckerberg is because we're way more susceptible and likely to use the apps. Imagine if they came out and said, oh, here's the CIA giving you these platforms, go have fun. We would have been way less likely to use the apps. So when, this is what I'm trying to say is that, and we spoke about in 249, like we think it's a game of checkers of like, oh, but we're exposing darkness. We're exposing rituals on the platforms. And yeah, that's true. And yeah, there is some good aspects to that. But at the same time, the dark side wants us using these apps. They want us energy harvesting ourselves and spending time and wasting time and energy on the apps. And on another level is they keep running all these different psyops, whether it's these movies that are coming out that people are talking about, or whether it's Target and and Gay Pride Month, which I'll speak more about in a moment. All of these rituals, they're all rituals and energy harvest. And here's how all of us are falling right into it is by us being on these apps, we are literally giving the government and the mainstream and the dark side firsthand access to our thoughts how we react to things. All of these are different psyops because they're building up to bigger psyops when the mark of the beast comes out or the antichrist is finally revealed and the lying wonders and deceiving the whole world. All the things that we've been reading about in the scriptures and that we know is coming eventually. Why do you think the mainstream is running all these seemingly meaningless psyops? They're not meaningless psyops. They're seeing how we react. And like I said in 249, if we all got off Instagram and social media in general, and if we all put our TVs down, not only would we have no clue what's even going on in the mainstream, these rituals, because these rituals are perpetuated strictly through a screen, the TV and the social medias, our phones, the black mirror, which we spoke about in 249, not only would we have no idea what, what's going on in the mainstream, but the dark side, the politics, the government, and all of them, they would have no idea what we're doing if we got... the. What I'm saying is we're playing right into their hands of we think it's checkers of, oh, we're exposing darkness. We're we're sharing the scriptures. And yes, that is true to a certain extent. But the game of chess is even if we're exposing darkness, we're still participating in the psyop. They're still observing us to see how all people react. They run a psyop, whatever it is, and then they say, okay, this percentage of people got mad about it. This percentage of people did this about it. This small percentage was exposing it and they saw right through it. We're showing, because what do we do on Instagram? We show our thoughts. We show our emotions. We literally, whatever we're thinking and we're doing, we're posting on Instagram. We're exposing things on Instagram. We're sharing our thoughts on Twitter, sharing our thoughts on Facebook. We're literally playing right into the hand of the dark side. And so what I'm saying is they are running these psyops and they're just observing how everybody reacts. Like I said, the, the NPCs of the world who are asleep in the matrix, they get all offended and blah, 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 and share their thoughts. And then the us who can see through it, we're showing them that we can see through it. And that's dangerous too, is because then they're seeing what kind of psyops don't work for us. And then they're going to cook up a psyop that actually does work and get people fooled. So what I'm saying is if we really wanted to destroy the matrix in theory, if we all got off Instagram 
and we didn't have TVs, not only would we have no clue what's going on in the mainstream, which would be amazing and peaceful, but at the same time, then the mainstream, the dark side, the government, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to observe us and they wouldn't know what we're doing. It'd be what much harder to track us for them because we wouldn't be on Instagram. We wouldn't be sharing our thoughts. They wouldn't know which psyops we're falling for and which psyops we're seeing through. We would just be living our own lives, doing our own thing. And it would be a lot harder for them to track us. But on the contrary, we're still on Instagram. So every psyop that happens, even if we're exposing it, they're like, oh, well, these people saw through that psyop, like I said. So then they're going to cook up something that we don't, that we do fall for and that we don't see through. Hopefully not. But that's what I'm saying is we're playing right into the hands of the dark side. That's why they want us on these apps. And that's why we're still on the apps. They could have literally wiped us all out, but we're like, oh, we're exposing darkness. They can't stop it. And meanwhile, they're sitting back saying, keep exposing it because now you're showing us what you fall for, what you don't fall for. And we're literally showing our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions. And it's very easy for them to observe the the masses, all of us, not even the people who are awake, but even the people who are asleep in the matrix, we're just showing everything of what we fall for, what we don't fall for. And that's why they're running these different psyops. And it's just so cringe. Like even as far as Twitter, now they added Anytime someone sends a tweet on Twitter, it says like the time, the date, and next to it, it says from Earth. Because of course, Elon Musk, quote unquote, owns Twitter. And Elon Musk has been to space and been to Mars and all this, all this complete foolishness. He obviously hasn't been to space, hasn't been to Mars because he can't get out of the firmament. But now on Twitter, it says from Earth whenever you tweet something. So it's probably going to get to the ridiculousness where like people are going to be tweeting from Mars, quote unquote, and like all this stuff, like, that's I find it so cringe that it, it says from Earth when you tweet something now, like because, like I said, Elon Musk and he's doing space and all this stupidity and foolishness, like it's so cringe. That's just a side point, but that's what I'm. That's what I was elaborating on of these different psyops that they're running. Like I said, from these movies that are in the theaters that people are talking about to even like things like Target. And here's the thing about Target is. Last month in June, in Gay Pride Month, everyone was all up in arms. Boycott Target, boycott Target, boycott Target because of all the Gay Pride stuff that was in there. Yeah, that's very disturbing. It definitely is. But TPR 211, Wicked World, I spoke about how Target has been doing disgusting things for years. It's a very dark side uh, store. I spoke about how the logo, the logo of Target is an all-seeing eye. The logo of Target is a dot with a circle around it, which is an ancient symbol of a phallus in the middle of a vagina. The dot represents a phallus and the circle around it is a vagina. That's what the Target logo is. It's also rings of Saturn. Saturn equals Satan. When you walk through Target, they have like decorations of rocket ships, which are like phalluses, like Elon Musk, Blue Origin, or Jeff Bezos, whatever, all these phallus worshipers in the dark side, you know. Things that we've spoken about. So what I'm saying is Target has been a dark side store. And I spoke about in TPR 211 how when you walk past the book aisle in the Target, you'll see they, they've they been having gay books in the book aisle all year round for years in Target. So people are all up in arms falling into the psyop of, oh, the gay pride month. Guys, have you been in a Target in the last 
years. It's not just during June that they have disgusting pedophilia stuff and weird stuff in there. They have gay books and all this stuff like I covered in TPR 211 Wicked World. So Target has been woke. Target has been demonic. Target has been dark side, not just since last month when they put gay pride stuff out. So that's what I'm saying is people just fall into whatever psyop. Oh, boycott Target because Fox News said so. Well, Target has been dark side for years. The logo, the things in it, the books, the 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 toys. Go listen to TPR 211 and you'll hear more about it. So Target has been dark side. And like I said, people just fall into the psyop of, oh, boycott this, boycott this. They're, they're literally like dangling a carrot in front of people and people just dance and jump jump for it. And it's like we're missing the whole point that they're manipulating us through these psyops. They run different psyops, like putting a movie in the theaters about pedophilia and having people talk about it, or, oh, the gay pride stuff in Target, you guys should boycott it. They're running these different psyops, and like I said, by us being on there, sharing our thoughts and exposing it and having a think piece and having a a thought about this, we're showing them We're playing right into their hands. And like I said, if we all got off Instagram, if we all got off social medias and all got off TV, we would have no clue. We would have no clue about what was going on in the tar. Think about it. If we had no TV and no social media, we wouldn't know unless you went into Target and was looking at the items in the gay gay section, the gay pride section, you would have no idea about that. How did you know about it? It was because they were talking about it on TV and on social media. And there we were us in the truth community exposing what was going on on social media, like I said, playing right into their hand, perpetuating the energy. And like, right, it is an abomination. And yeah, in schools, like they are talking about all this disgusting stuff in schools. And yeah, there has to be people stepping up in the local communities, in the school board, getting rid of this gay stuff. But like all of us, oh, look at what Target's doing. Guys, they've been doing that stuff. They've been doing disgusting things for literally years. And what I'm saying is, if we were all off Instagram and we didn't have TVs, we would have no idea what was going on in Target unless you went into that store and was looking around in the gay pride section or just the book section or anywhere. So what I'm saying is, if we threw out the TVs and got rid of our phones, we would have no idea about these psyops because we'd just be living our own lives. And it would be a lot harder for the dark side to track us and know what we're doing. Yeah, we have our phones on us. Yeah, they can listen to us through our phones. But I'm saying when we go on Instagram, they can literally just see our thoughts, our actions, our reactions, what we're posting, what we're saying, what we're doing. We're literally playing right into their hands. And it would be a lot harder for them to know which psyops our lists are working or not working if we weren't on Instagram. It would be a lot harder for them to do that and we would just be living our own lives and we wouldn't even be knowing what's going on in the mainstream. And it's not to the point of like, oh, just turning a blind eye to it because like I said, we can, people should be exposing all these different things, but it doesn't have to be on social media. Like I said, it's more important for parents to be at school boards getting those books and getting that curriculum and that doctrine out of the schools rather than 
us who don't even have children posting, oh, Target's woke on social media. It's like that's not even doing anything and Target has been woke. So it's I'm not saying, all right, let's turn a blind eye to all the darkness. What I'm saying is we have to realize that social media is a game of chess and we have been playing checkers of discussing and debating and exposing certain things playing right into the hands of the dark side. They want us on these apps. No matter what we're saying, no matter what we're doing, they want us on there. And so to combat that, if we weren't on there, it would actually be doing what the dark side doesn't want us to be doing. So just think about that. And that goes along with my thoughts that was in TPR 249. Now, to get back to the spiritual warfare, something else that I do want to speak about and another level, another part of the spiritual warfare, right? We spoke about before how Satan will use your own thoughts, right? That's why we have to take every thought captive and get into the scriptures. Satan, our hearts are are deceitfully wicked, right? Satan will use our hearts, will use our thoughts, right? To throw us off. Something else that I want to speak about is what else will Satan use to get at you, my beloved? The people closest to you if they are not solid, if they are not fortified, if they are not in the truth and on this walk of the Most High Yah. How is this possible? Let's speak about it. I also covered in 249 about not watching TV. I forsake TV and Hollywood movies in TPR uh, in, in 2020. But what I also did in 2020 before I forsaked all that stuff as I have done multiple movie breakdowns. TPR 35 is the Matrix full movie breakdown. It's literally an over five hour long podcast breaking down the Matrix movie. And I want to to explain this type of spiritual warfare. I'm going to have to use a scene from the Matrix movie. But if you want, if you're forsaking Hollywood movies and you're fiending and you want a little taste, you can go listen to my podcast, TPR 35, the Matrix full movie breakdown. That's about as close to the to a real movie as you're going to get listening to the podcast. It's an older episode. You could see my growth from 2020 to now. Super long episode. 34 is the It and It Chapter 2 full movie breakdowns. I also have uh, TPR 39, which is called Holly Weird, speaking about other Hollywood movie points. I have an episode called Holly Weirder as well. So I do have different Hollywood movie points that you can go back and listen to on this podcast series. But as far as the matrix and how does Satan use the people around you to get at you if they are not in the truth of the most high. So I'm going to put in the audio clip from a scene from the matrix and then we're going to discuss it further. Pretty much what you're about to hear is Morpheus is, and a lot, the reason I'm using this scene is because or I'm using this movie, The Matrix, is because a lot of us in the truth have seen the movie, The Matrix, and understood it. And it's just a very simplistic way. We It's actually beneficial to use this scene and to explain it in this manner. But pretty much Morpheus is explaining to Neo. They're in like a practice program that resembles The Matrix. And Morpheus is explaining to Neo how pretty much anyone who's not unplugged from the Matrix, who hasn't spiritually come out of the Matrix and spiritually come under the covenant of Messiah, walking the narrow path with the Most High, anyone who hasn't done that, who's not on the narrow path, who's not seeking the Most High ten times more and genuinely seeking, not just saying they believe in God. If you survey a hundred people, worldly people, majority of them will say, yeah, they believe in God, but are they really searching for Yah? Are they seeking Yah ten times more? Are they really believing in Yahushua HaMashiach, that's what I'm saying. If they're not doing those things and they're still a part of the matrix, a part of the system, Morpheus is going to explain to Neo that 
Agent Smith, which is uh, represents Satan in the movie. Like I said, I have a whole podcast episode on the Matrix breakdown, literally five hour long, showing the spiritual aspects, how Agent Smith represents Satan and all those things. And in, in It Chapter 2, Pennywise the Clown represents Satan. They do the same things in all these Hollywood movies. Very repetitive symbolism. But Morpheus is explaining to Neo how anyone that's still plugged into the Matrix can be inhabited by Agent Smith, which is Satan, to become a threat. So let's listen to the scene, and then we'll go back and I'll explain some points about it. The Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? I was... Look again. Freeze it. This... This isn't the Matrix. No. It's another training program designed to teach you one thing. If you are not one of us, you are one of them. What are they? Sentient programs. They can move in and out of any software still hardwired to their system. That means that anyone we haven't unplugged is potentially an agent. Inside the Matrix, they are everyone and they are no one. We have survived by hiding from them, by running from them. But they are the gatekeepers. They are guarding all the doors, they are holding all the keys, which means that sooner or later, someone is going to have to fight them. Someone. I won't lie to you, Neil. Every single man or woman who has stood their ground, everyone who has fought an agent has died. But where they have failed, you will succeed. Why? I've seen an agent punch through a concrete wall. Men have emptied entire clips at them and hit nothing but air. Yet their strength and their speed are still based in a world that is built on rules. Because of that, they will never be as strong or as fast as you can be. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Neo. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. And before I forget, the outro music today is actually going to be an old intro from this podcast series, TPR, from like 2020 and 2021. You'll, it'll make sense at the end, but I'm just letting you know now. And hopefully you forget by the end of the episode and it'll surprise you. But that's an old intro is going to be the outro music uh, for today. And the reason Morpheus says that they will never be as strong or as fast as you can be is because the demons have to submit to the Most High. They have to follow those rules. And there's only the Most High allows certain things that the demons and dark side spirits and Satan can do. They have to submit to those rules. But... Yahusha HaMashiach has given us authority to tread on snakes and scorpions in Yahusha's name, right? So that's why we have power over the darkness. That's why we could say, Yahuwah rebuke you in Yahusha HaMashiach's name to all darkness and demons, and they have to submit to us. 
we have authority in Yahusha's name to tread on snakes and scorpions. So that's why Morpheus said that the demons, the agents, can never be as strong or as fast as we can be because we have authority over them in Yahusha HaMashiach's name. That's the only way. Glory to Yahuwah. Praise Yah. Hallelujah. So pretty much the woman in the red dress turned into an agent, right? It, it looked like the a woman in a red dress turned into an agent, which is also Satan. And as far as what Morpheus said, he said, whoever is is not for us is against us, right? And that even goes along with scripture in Matthew 12, line 30. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scatters abroad, right? And gathering, what did we cover in TPR 251? The spiritual sacrifices, spiritual fruit, gathering up the spiritual fruit. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scatters abroad, right? So pretty much what Morpheus explained to Neo and what that scripture I just read is whoever is not with us is against us, right? And what Morpheus explained is that all the people in the matrix who are still connected to the matrix, the lawyers, the cops, everything that he said is because the matrix is based upon ego and flesh and right like so people who are proud to be doctors people who are proud to be lawyers people who are proud to be this that or the other that's all ego they're they're proud to be those things they're still connected to the matrix right and those are the very minds that we're trying to save right the people who are still stuck in the matrix we're trying to get them to repent to come out of the matrix to come into the truth of the most high those are the minds that we're trying to save but they are not ready to be unplugged and they will start to fight fight to defend the system why because they're connected to the system they can't let go. They can't admit or let go of that pro sports are scripted and rigged. They can't let go of their identity of, oh, they're a doctor. Oh, they're a lawyer. Oh, they're this, that, and the other. Their whole identity is based upon the matrix. Whereas the people who have humbled themselves in serving the most high, we have we don't want anything from this fallen world, right? First John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of Elohim abides forever. Right? So, the pride of life, when people are proud to be a lawyer, proud to be a doctor, proud to be in the matrix, the love of the Father is not in them. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of Elohim abides forever. This world is passing away. We don't want anything from this fallen world. We're looking forward to the spiritual realm, right? Messiah's covenant is so spiritual, right? We're trying to make it into the spiritual realm. We don't want anything from this fallen world. We're not trying to be somebody in this physical world. And that's what we spoke about is I've been saying a lot that there's two awakenings going on in this spiritual truth of the Most High. Some people, even in the truth, are trying to be somebody in the truth, trying to be seen, trying to be heard, trying to have a platform in this truth. And there's two awakenings going on. Those that are chasing after that, which is still the lust of the world, and those that are trying to be more meek, more humble, more quiet, spiritually quiet, having less to say, less to 
prove, less to be seen, less to be heard, not wanting a platform, but trying to just play whatever role it is that the Most High is appointed unto you. There's two awakenings going on, my beloved. Look around and you'll see that. And to continue right along, let's let's read it again. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of Elohim abides forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that anti-Mashiach shall come, even now are there many anti-Mashiachs, where Whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth, right? Like what we covered earlier. Who is a liar but he that denies that Yahushua is Hamashiach? He is anti-Mashiach that denies the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Why am I reading these scriptures? I covered all these anti-Mashiach, anti-Christ scriptures in TPR 243. Enoch speaking about and exposing those false doctrines. But why am I reading this? Because... Who is a liar but he that denies that Yahushua is Hamashiach? He is anti-Mashiach that denies the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son, the same as not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So the people in the world who have not come out of the world, have not come out of the matrix. Like I said, if you just, everybody's going to say that they believe in God, they believe in Jesus, but... There's another level, obviously, there's another spiritual level of actually picking up your cross and following after Yahushua HaMashiach, not just saying you believe in God and living worldly, living fleshly, living in the, following after the lust of the, of the flesh and the lust and the pride of life. It, you know people by their fruits, so people can say they believe in God all that they want, but are they actually seeking? Are they actually trying? And yes, we have to be patient and long-suffering and merciful because look how patient, long-suffering and merciful the Heavenly Father Yah is. But at the same time, we can't be ignorant to Satan's devices. That's a scripture. We can't be ignorant and be trying to pretend that people are actually seeking Yah when they're literally living the complete opposite of what the scriptures actually say. And an uncomfortable truth, which we're going to get to, is that people who are who are not on the path, people who are not actually seeking Yahushua, people that don't believe in Yahushua HaMashiach, they have an anti-Christ spirit. And the people who are still in the world, like we're going to see with that matrix scene, can be inhabited by Satan, by darkness, by demons. And like I said, in the scriptures, if you don't believe in Yahushua HaMashiach, you have an anti-Christ spirit and that freaks people out. But I'm very comfortable, and I said this before, that can be your parents, that could be your family, that can be your friends, that could be your boss. Any person who's not confessing that Yahushua is HaMashiach and actually living after that way, like I said, people can say they believe in God and say they believe in Jesus, but that doesn't mean that they're actually believing in Yahushua HaMashiach. And anyone that doesn't believe in Yahushua HaMashiach has the Antichrist spirit. And in, as far as in the Matrix movie, anyone that's still plugged into the Matrix can be inhabited by Satan, right? 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices, right? So we can't be ignorant to Satan's devices, and we can't be ignorant to the fact that 
The scriptures tell us whoever doesn't have the son, Yahushua HaMashiach, has an anti-Christ spirit, and thus they don't have the father either. So we have to recognize that our family members, our friends, our boss can literally have an anti-Christ spirit. And as far as in the Matrix movie, they can literally be inhabited by Satan, right? And that is just a reality. That doesn't mean... like. That doesn't mean you can't love them. It doesn't mean you can't hang out with them. But the scriptures say, be not unequally yoked, right? It doesn't mean you can't love them. It doesn't mean you can't hang out with them. But you have to understand that they can and will be operating in anti-Christ spirit if they're not on this path of the Most High. And whoever is not for us, whoever is against us, whoever is not for us is against us, can become the enemy. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord as Yahushua HaMashiach with Baal? Or what part as he that believes with an infidel? In line 16, And what agreement has the temple of Elohim with idols? For ye are the temple of the living Elohim. As Elohim has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says Yahuwah, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, says Yahuwah of hosts, right? So a lot of important scriptures. We're talking about the spiritual sacrifices. We are the temple of the Most High, line 16 and 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says Yahuwah, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, says Yahuwah of hosts. So what we could see through all these scriptures and the matrix scene is that whoever is still plugged into the matrix, whoever is not genuinely seeking after Yah and picking up their cross daily, following after the Messiah, they can be in ha- they can have an antichrist spirit and they can be inhabited by darkness right and like i said how do you think satan is going to try and get at you he's going to use the closest people to you your friends your family the scriptures say that your your enemies are going to be the ones of your same household and that is a scripture we can all relate to when we first came into the truth and we're telling our family we're telling our friends the closest people to us and they start looking at us like we're the enemy that we're rocking the boat messiah said that your enemies are going to be the people of your same household and Anybody, when we, and like Morpheus said, these are the souls that we're trying to save, but they're still plugged in and they're going to fight to defend the system, right? So when we start exposing the system, because what is the scriptures? The truth. And what is the system? The matrix? Lies. And so how do we combat the lies? Is with the truth. So when we start bringing out the truth, the people who are connected to the world, the matrix, they want to defend the matrix and, and, defend the lie and we're trying to combat the lie with the truth right so satan can and will use your friends and family and the closest people to you if they're not solid if they're not guarded by the blood of yahushua hamashiach and that's what i'm saying is that of course satan is going to use the closest people to you just like he uses your own thoughts because it's familiar to you your heart is familiar to you but it's deceitful above all things and satan is going to use your friends family co-workers boss whatever to get at you because they are the closest vessel that satan and the dark side demons can inhabit to get close to you so like i said i'm not saying that we can't hang out with these people we can't it's not like we can't be around them it's not like that we can't love them we do love them, but we have to understand and be guarded. It's a spiritual 
war. We have to be guarded. We can't be ignorant to Satan's devices. And we have to understand that these people can be inhabited by darkness to corrupt us and bring us down. And the Most High said, be come apart from them in Second Corinthians. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, says Yahuwah, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, says Yahuwah of hosts, right? So we have to just understand that they can be used, right, to get us to sin, to get us to fall, to get us to slip, to get us to doubt. Whatever Satan is going to do, he can inhabit these people closest to us to get us to fall, and we just have to be vigilant and understand it. Like I said, you don't have to never hang out with them. You can't, it's not like you can't be around them, but you have to understand that they can be used by darkness. And honestly, people can be used by the Most High too as well. We're all just vessels for whatever. Like we are guarded so that Satan can't use us as vessels. The Most High can use us as vessels. And the Most High can use someone who's open to darkness. The Most High can use them as a vessel as well. So a worldly person can give you a good message. You don't have to look at every worldly person and be like, oh, they're the Antichrist. They're, you know, they're a, a vessel for darkness. They can be a vessel for darkness, but the Most High can use anybody or anything. He's the creator, the only Elohim. The Most High can use those people too. So keep that in mind. But like I said, when we're hanging out with people who are still in the world and we can't bail people out, you know the people who are in the world, the people who are indulging in the matrix, the people who are proud of the matrix, the people who are chasing after the lust of the flesh, drinking, smoking, partying, lying, vanity, pointlessness, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And when they're indulging in that stuff, they are part of the world and they are truly not seeking after the most high. Those, the spiritual fruits speak for themselves. If they're not giving up spiritual sacrifices, spiritual, are they telling people to repent? Are they talking about the scriptures? Are they reading scriptures? Or are they spending time drinking, getting drunk, smoking, and doing whatever else they may be doing? Vanity, lying, talking about pro sports, watching movies, if they're completely living like that, completely worldly and not offering up spiritual sacrifices, we can't bail them out and be like, oh, well, they're not they're not open to darkness because they can be open up to darkness. And we have to be vigilant and smart and we can't be ignorant to Satan's devices. We have to see this world, this spiritual warfare for what it is and best believe Satan is going to use the people closest to you to get you to sin and just to get at you. And honestly, a good test is if you hang out with people and you have to repent afterwards because of what you might have done with those people, that is a good sign of what type of fruits are being put forth from that friendship. That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. And we heard that they will fight to defend the Matrix. And another line from the movie The Matrix is that the Matrix is a prison that you can't see or see, that you can't see or taste or feel or touch. It's a prison for your mind, right? A spiritual prison, right? Everything is spiritual. The Matrix is a spiritual prison. And why are they defending, why are they fighting so hard to defend the system? Because honestly, just look at human nature. Misery loves company, right? When people are in a a prison, a cell for their mind, and they're stuck, and they see us growing and getting better and trying to improve and putting away alcohol, stopping drinking, going sober, stopping smoking, stopping eating bad, and 
improving our lives, the people who are still indulging in those things, misery loves company. They want to keep you in their cell because they're stuck there, right? Misery loves company. And this is a tale as old as time. It's human nature, right? So what I'm saying is the people, the people that were hanging around, they should want the best for you. If you are telling them, if you have to keep telling these people, and a lot of people struggle with this, If you have to keep telling these people like, I don't drink anymore, I don't drink anymore, and they keep asking you like, do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? Like, honestly, in my opinion, those are not true friends. A true friend should want the best for you. A true friend should want to see you grow and and striving to grow and encourage you to grow, not trying to encourage you to, to stay where you're at and to go backwards. Like, if you go up to your friends and say, hey, guys, I'm not drinking anymore, and they see that you're trying to go away from drinking, how is that a good friend trying to get you to go back into drinking? They're literally trying to keep you in the place that you're trying to move away from. That is not a good friend. And it's because misery loves company. They're in the cell, the prison of the matrix in their mind spiritually, and they see you growing. They see you shining. They see the most high blooming and flourishing you, and it bothers them. And that's why they don't want you to grow. And they're trying to keep you in sin, in darkness. And that is Satan at work. And it's human nature. The heart is deceitfully wicked. And like I'm saying is, it's not them doing it. I'm not saying it's your friends purposely saying, oh, I'm trying to keep this person down. It's subconscious. It's Satan using them as a vessel. We still love them. We still want them to come out. We should be trying to encourage them to grow, not the other way around. They're trying to encourage you to stay where you are. We should be the ones trying to encourage them to grow and to repent and to come out of that darkness. But it's hard because it's a spiritual war and it's a spiritual reason. So like I said, the friends that I went around are people, when I say I'm not drinking anymore, they don't keep hassling me or asking, do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? Or do you want to drink? Or just always being there. Like, here's the other thing is if I say to a friend, oh, I'm not drinking anymore. And then one day I'm being weak and I'm like, oh, you know what? I might, I'm thinking about having a drink. I want a friend who's not going to say, here you go. Here's what you, here's the drink. Go ahead. I want a friend who's going to go to bat for me and say, you know what, Rye, you've been doing so good for a year. You haven't drank anything. Maybe you're just being weak now. Maybe you should take it to the most high. Really think about it. Don't just don't just slip. You got this. Be strong. That's the type of friend I want around. Not someone who, when I'm having a weak moment, is going to say, here you go. Go backslide. That's not a friend. And I will forever stand by that, that that is not a friend. If you tell someone, I'm not, I'm not eating chocolate cake anymore, and they keep asking you, do you want a piece of cake? Do you want a piece of cake? Do you want a piece of cake? How is that a friend? If you say to someone, I'm not smoking weed anymore, and they keep asking you, do you want to smoke? Do you want to smoke? How is that a friend? I want someone who, when I'm having a weak moment, I'm like, oh, I might go back and smoke. I want someone to say, no, Rye, don't smoke. You've been doing so good. I want someone to go to bat for me. Those are true friends. And people who are trying to keep you in the cell are not true friends. If you have to keep telling them, I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do this, and they keep asking you, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? How is that a friend? It's not. Luke 14, 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and woman and children and brethren and sisters, yet in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple And whosoever does not take up his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Right? So the people, you know, people who are taking up their cross daily to follow Yahusha versus the people who are living and indulging in lust of the flesh, 
and drinking and smoking and fornicating and lying and vanity and whatever else it may be, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, you know the people who are actually taking up their cross and the people who are just like, oh, I believe in God, but not showing any fruits or any acknowledgement of that. And like I said, and the, the line before, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and woman and children and brethren and sisters, yet in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. We're not supposed to love this life. We're not supposed to be indulging in the things of this world. We're supposed to hate this life because what we are hopefully obtaining after salvation in Yahushua HaMashiach is so much greater than, than this abomination of a world. This world sucks. And we shouldn't be trying to hold on to the things of this world or even the people of this world. We can love them. We can still be around them, but we can't let these people bring us down. And Messiah literally said that Yahusha has to come above father, mother, woman, and children. Like people can't, I don't think people can comprehend that. Like when you have a child, like, and I can only imagine because I don't have children, but how, how, the level of the love that we have to have for the Messiah, like we can't let our friends be bringing us down because the Messiah literally said, you have to love Yahusha more than your own children. Like that is such a high level of Yahusha comes before your own children and before your parents and your friends and your sisters and your brethren, all that stuff. So we can't let these people of the world bring us down. And like I said, if you have to repent after hanging out with people because they got you to sin or they got you to slip or fall back, like that is the friend, like I want to hang out with people where after I get done hanging out with them, I feel renewed. I feel refreshed. I feel closer to the most high, not further. If they're bringing you far away from the most high, that is not a true friendship. And like I said, when you tell them, I don't do these things anymore, and they keep trying to get you to do it, and yeah, it's your own choice, you're your own person, but like I said, that's not a true friend. If I say to someone, hey guys, I'm not eating chocolate cake anymore, and someone keeps asking to, for me to eat that, that's not a true friend. Or if I say, hey guys, I'm going to the gym seven days a week now, and every day they're saying, don't go to the gym, don't go to the gym, do you want to not go to the gym, do you want to skip the gym? That's not a good friend. And it's because it's a spiritual reason and they are bound to the matrix. They're still in the matrix and Satan can use them to get you to have a weak moment. And that's why the scripture says, be not unequally yoked, because it's not saying you can't ever hang out with them, but it's saying when you get to the point where you're unequally yoked, where you're surrounded by people who are doing the things that you're trying to get away from, it's very easy for us to fall into that temptation. We're unequally yoking ourselves to them. We're tying that rope around our own neck and that person and has the ability to pull it down. So it says, be not unequally yoked. It's not saying you can't ever hang out with them, but when it gets to the point where they have the ability to bring you down at any point and encourage you to be weak and to fall back and to slide, backslide and sin, that is unequally yoked and that's something that we can't do. All right, and then James 4, starting at line 4, ye men and women who break wedlock, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with Elohim? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of Elohim, right? If we're a friend of the world, we're an enemy of the Most High. And we don't, like, that right there, like, there's so many scriptures that that show this, and yes, it's a balance, but and when it says ye men and women who break wedlock, it's talking about spiritual wedlock, spiritual fornication, cheating on the Most High, right? He He's a jealous God. He wants all of our attention, all of our minds, all of our energy, all of our spiritual sacrifices to him, not going to other things, right? So it's spiritual. And right, when we go and have fun in the world, we are 
being the enemy of the Most High. Ye men and women who break wedlock, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with Elohim. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of Elohim. Right? We got to pick a side. That's the thing is we can't play it in the middle. And it's not saying you have to forsake all your friends and anyone who's worldly. You And we have to be patient with them and have hope for them. But like I said, if they're getting you to sin and they're not respecting you enough to when you tell them you don't do things and they're right there trying to get you to do the things that you're saying you don't want to do anymore, that is not a friend and they're not respecting you. And that is a fact. And we have to understand and recognize that and keep them at an appropriate distance so that we're not being ignorant to Satan's devices because Satan can use these people to encourage us to sin and to mess with us, right? So we have to understand that whoever doesn't believe in Yahushua Mashiach can have an antichrist spirit and anyone who's still plugged into the matrix can be used by darkness as an open vessel. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, starting at line 20. But I say that the things which the other nations sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to Elohim. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of Yah and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of Yahuwah's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke Yahuwah to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are powerful for me, but all things are not profitable. All things are powerful for me, but all things edify not. All things are powerful for me, but all things are not profitable. All things are powerful for me, but all things edify not, right? So we have to understand that balance. And all things are not profitable. Hanging out with certain people is not profitable sometimes. And it, and at the other point, it can be detrimental to us if they're getting us to sin or allowing us to sin or helping us to sin or encouraging us to sin. Yes, it's on us. We have free will. No one's putting a gun to your head making you sin, but putting yourself in certain environments can make it a lot easier to stumble and fall. And that's why we have to be smart enough to not put ourselves in those situations. And the bottom line is people who encourage you or help you to sin are not your true friends or family or loved ones. Because if they really cared about your spirit, if they really knew the scriptures, here's the other thing is we saw that this world is passing away. And we know that the scriptures say that it's a narrow path and few people find it. And the path to destruction is wide, one that many people take. Many are called, but few are chosen. So if they if they really believed in the scriptures, right? If they really believed in the scriptures, why would they be encouraging you to indulge in this world or encouraging you or helping you to sin? They would know how precious your spirit, your Ruach is, and they would treat you as precious, not reckless, and they wouldn't let you sin or they would do their best to not, to not let you sin, not be there the second you have a weak moment to toss you a drink or toss you a blunt or toss you a piece of chocolate cake or toss you anything that you're struggling with. No, they should be there to say, nah, I'm not going to let you sin because I care too much about your amazing, precious soul, your precious Ruach. That's a true friend right there. And if they are reading the scriptures, like we might claim that they are trying to defend them. If they're reading the scriptures, that means that they have to believe the scriptures and believe that it's a narrow path and believe that the Messiah could come back at any moment and believe all this stuff. And if they're not believing in it, then they're not believing in it and we can't keep bailing them out. And we have to understand them for what they really are. And so these were just some additional points when it comes to the spiritual warfare. There's so many different levels and layers to spiritual warfare. And my beloved, just pick up that sword and know your enemy and don't be ignorant to Satan's devices, right? But how can we know our enemy is by knowing the word, the truth, the sword of the Most High. Read the word and pick up and use that sword and 
do everything in Yahusha HaMashiach's name and glorify and praise Yahuwah the Father in everything that you do. And let's finish up with 1 Corinthians chapter 10, line 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of Elohim. All praise and glory to the Most High. Definitely check out TPR 249, the first spiritual warfare episode, TPR 176, mental illness, TPR 210, dreams revisited and more, TPR 211, wicked world, and more importantly than all of that is TPR 251, spiritual sacrifices. That truly is my most important podcast episode, 251, spiritual sacrifices. I'm very grateful to be here building, and like I said, if you have any ideas, about spiritual warfare or other topics that you want me to speak about most high willing definitely let me know stay encouraged and stay strong out here this is with all love and we have to edify one another and use that sword of the spirit to sharpen us iron sharpens iron right we need people who are going to sharpen us not people who are going to encourage us to sin people who sharpen us and like i said If you have to repent after hanging out with certain people, what does that say about that friendship or that relationship or whatever? What does that say? We should be, after we hang out with people, be filled up, be closer to the Most High. All of our friendships and and everything should be bringing us closer to the Most High, glorifying the Most High and doing the things of the Most High, not the things of the world. So come out of the matrix, my beloved, and try and bring your loved ones out of the matrix. I'm not saying give up on them. I'm not saying lose hope on them. Have that hope. Have that faith in them. Have that trust in the Most High and pray for them, my beloved. That's all we can do is pray for them and to be an example, right? If they are doing the things of the world, all we can do is be an example of the ways of the Most High. And yes, that means being patient. Yes, that means being loving. Yes, that means being long-suffering. But that does not mean sinning with them. We have to reverse the roles. Don't let them bring us down, but we have to try and pull them out of the matrix, pull them closer to the most high. And by doing that, it's going to bring all of us closer to the most high. We have to be the, that example. And I know it's hard, but that's why we got to sharpen ourselves through the scriptures. Let the most high strengthen us and rise us up and plant our feet, right? The, the gospel of peace so that we can walk in peace and put on the whole spiritual armor of the most high and the most high will strengthen us and build our foundation so that we can be the example. And I know it's a work in progress. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, my beloved. So stay strong, but take all things to the most high and be that example. That's the only thing that we can all do is be the light. Show people what it means to worship the Most High, to stand strong on what you believe in, not just fold and backslide. And it's okay when we backslide. It's okay not to justify our sin, but it's okay. Why? Because the Most High is going to use that to grow you, to humble you. Those who are humbled get exalted right? And those who exalt themselves will be humbled. So when we humble ourselves and the Most High lets us fall, it's to discipline us. He chastens and disciplines those whom he loves. He loves us, my beloved. It's all for the plan and purpose of the Most High. Remember that too. Even the people, whether they're being used by the dark side, whether the Most High is using them, it's all for the plan and purpose of the Most High. He's in control of it all. So don't be too hard on yourself either. Don't let Satan's thoughts, take those thoughts captive and don't let Satan's thoughts get you down. Repent and keep it pushing. Repent in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach for your sins. And ask the Father Yahuwah for forgiveness of your sins in Yahushua's name. And we have to change. We have to change our behavior. We have to repent and keep pushing and dust ourselves off and keep moving. In this song, Keep Striving by Darak Ibar, he says, Your mistake don't make you counterfeit. 
right? We have to remember that one mistake doesn't make you counterfeit. Your mistakes don't make you counterfeit, but we have to change. We have to grow. We have to be that example. We have to be the light and we have to destroy spiritually the matrix and come out of the matrix. And those people that are still stuck in the matrix, those are our loved ones, the ones that we're trying to save, the very minds that we're trying to save, right? We got to stick to the mission. We can't be ignorant to Satan's devices. We have to fear the Most High and give all praise, honor, and glory to the Most High through Yahusha. Stay encouraged. Your mistake doesn't make you counterfeit. Get back up. Repent. Stay strong. Come back harder. Come back better. Come back stronger. Glory and praise of the Most High. Let him strengthen you and lift you up and try and lead others to the shepherd, Yahusha HaMashiach. Glory to his father, Yahuwah. All praises. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Much strength, peace, blessings, faith, and love. Hallelujah. All praises. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Neo. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. When you really get back home to God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the Word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and He will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah, put your fear in Him, pray to Him, and be still, and I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you, like you've never seen anyone fight for you before, and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer.